What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I'm your host, Justin Martindale. Whoo, we hope you were getting through this week. Uh, so good to have you back with us. Uh, John, how are you doing, buddy? Another day in paradise. I know. It really is. This weekend was one for the books. What books? The reading books, darling. Uh, because Pride Month is happening. Now, I don't know. I honestly didn't know about the situation with Pride here in Los Angeles until like last weekend. So here's the here's the tea. Um, West Hollywood Pride is like the mecca of LA. So West Hollywood, it's very gay friendly. You know, you've got all your bars there, your restaurants, rainbows, 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 all that. So for the past two years, we haven't had a pride. So it's been kind of sad and dismal. And then all of a sudden it was like West Hollywood pride is back this weekend. We're going to boots the house down bitches. And uh, then all of a sudden it was like, L.A. Pride is the following weekend. And I'm like, wait, what? We're getting two Prides? So we had West Hollywood Pride this past weekend. Now we're getting L.A. Pride this weekend, this current weekend. And it's like downtown. And I'm not here for it. There's nothing to be proud of down there. But also, not to sound insensitive, but too late. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, so you're just going to have a bunch of like gay pride floats just pushing people out of the way on Skid Row? Like, you know? It's kind of amazing. I I'm going to go down for that. If that's how we can clean up these streets with gay pride floats, I'm all about it. But yeah, so you're getting like, I think there's like some musical acts. I think you're, uh, the headliner is Christina Aguilera. Um, I mean, that's, that's, I think that would be worth seeing Christina Aguilera performing on Skid Row. Just like, is it, whoa, whoa, whoa. can I have some cake? No. Is it Christina Aguilera? Get out of here. Wait, is it really Christina Aguilera? Yes. Or is it like someone dressed up as Christina Aguilera? I don't know what's real anymore. It could be imposter Aguilera, but I think it's Christina herself, ex-Tina. So... They have shows, I, I think it's like Friday or Saturday or whatever. But speaking of shows, if you are around June 17th in Napa uh, uh, and want to get uh, a nice, cold, savvy bee and come see me do stand-up, I will be with Heather McDonald June 17th at the Krug Winery. Um, I will post a link up there to get tickets. We have two shows that Friday, so come to Krug and uh, laugh with us because uh, you know what goes really good with laughter? Wine. Good Napa Valley wine. So let's get back into this past weekend because it was kind of a, a, an amazing Pride weekend. The first night, Friday, uh, my friend Trixie Mattel is, uh, or rather has, a show that just came out on Discovery+. Plus called the Trixie Motel. Her and her partner uh, bought this motel in Palm Springs and have a budget to renovate it. I think it's like seven or eight rooms. And it's a great show. And so they had a premiere party at the exclusive members-only club called Mickey's. 
on Santa Monica Boulevard. V, very VIP, um, velvet ropes. Um, no, it's just a bar in West Hollywood. But it was kind of fun because I went there, showed up. Um, everything's pink. I saw Trixie. I haven't seen Trixie shit in like two years, I think. No. Trixie, Trixie, I haven't seen in two years. I've seen Brian. I think Brian and I went to uh, the Bayou one night, but we don't talk about it, but I just did. Um, and it was great, like hanging out with friends I haven't seen in forever, and then hanging out with friends I've only seen on Instagram. That's weird. Where you're like, oh yeah, I know you, but then you don't know them because you only follow them on Instagram, but then you think you know them, and then you're like, wait, I got to take a step back. Am I insane? And the answer is yes. So seeing Trixie in her element, killing it. The show's adorable. It's streaming now. Check it out. Um, it's kid-friendly. Oh, God. And we'll get into that in a minute. Texas, I'm looking at you again. But it was fun. Like, there was a moment where I kind of got sandwiched in between Whitney Cummings and Lisa Vanderpump. And I looked and was like, yeah, this tracks. <laughs> I was like, holy God, this is my Friday night. This is a pride kickoff, if I do say so myself. Katya was there. I haven't met Katya ever. And that was, I was blown away. I think Katya is amazing uh james mansfield was there uh manny the makeup artist was there manny, i mean the a makeup real artist. who's who of talent wow manny the makeup artist manny the makeup artist manny mua yeah Ooh. and uh it was just really fun um i dm'd lisa vanderpump because this was like the eighth or ninth time that i've met her and was just like can we hang out and crickets so Waiting on that. But yeah, overall, great night. Um, and then Saturday I had shows, um, ran into Leslie Jones, and we caught up for a hot minute. And then Leslie and I were outside, and she's like, my friend is in town. I'm going to um, Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants this weekend because that's what she wants to go to. You know, like Tom Tom, Sir. It's a big L.A. thing. If you're a fan of Vanderpump Rules, like you go to the establishments, if you will. You go to Pomp, you go to Tom Tom, you go to Sir. Um, you quickly walk past Mother Load with your eyes down. Um, but it was funny because I was like, well, actually, as someone who just talked with Lisa Vanderpump last night, like I had anything to say. I was like, she's avoided me on Instagram. Let me tell you what you need to do. So I told Leslie, I said, you have to document everything. Like do like a like how she does the Olympics, how she does like shows that she's watching. And she's like, do you think people will like that? I was like, yes, people will like that. I don't think she did it, but at least I tried. I tried to give the people what they deserve. It's not my job to tell Leslie what to do and how to control her social media. However, after the party or after the shows, I had friends trying to get me to go down into the festival. Now, I'm not a big festival person, especially now where everyone's just, mm, como se dice, batshit crazy. So um, I was not, I'm not about to, I'm, I'm going to be blunt. 
I'm an easy target. I'm tall. I've got blonde hair. People see me. And I'm not, a, I'm not about to be down there and getting trampled and no. I like my space. I like to breathe. And uh, yeah, I'm not just a big festival. Like, I, I'm not going to go spend $30 to go stand in a park. You know? So, just not my vibe. Some people did it. They had a blast. However, this year, they have erected <laughs> the Love, Simon Ferris Wheel. Love, Simon is a show on Netflix. Coming of age. LGBTQ. Love story. Um, I believe it was on Disney Plus, And then they were like, no! Send it to Netflix hell! <laughs> So they have this Ferris wheel scene. So they actually got a Ferris wheel in the park. And my friends were like, oh, my God, let's get on the Ferris wheel. And I said to them, that is not a thing. <laughs> First of all, it's not like this is a um, an installation. This isn't a Ferris wheel that's like been there, you know, like the Santa Monica Pier Ferris wheel or, you know, Long Beach's Ferris wheel. No, this was a pop-up Ferris wheel um, that is in a abandoned parking lot across the street from the Abbey. Sounds like a trap. Sounds like an absolute blast. And people were like, come on, Justin, let's get on the Ferris wheel. And immediately, immediately, my brain went to Final Destination. I was like, no, because if I get on this ride, they're going to do a, a shot. They're going to cut over to like the the nuts and bolts and the <laughs> all the like janky, like metal clingity clanging. And I'm going to be like, this is really fun, you guys. I'm so glad we did this. And then my bucket seat will drop and I will fall and all over the parking lot across the Abbey. And that's not me. That's not my vibe, because they say if you die in the house, you haunt the house. Yeah. I'm not about to haunt the parking lot across the street from the Abbey. At least you get fresh air. That's not my story I want to tell. That's not it, John. I've worked too damn hard. A metal bucket seat. And everyone was like, come on, Justin, come on. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This thing needs a good thousand revolutions around. It needs to go for a while. And let's see if an accident happens. I don't know if one did. I don't think it did. I'm happy for that. But you were not about to get my six foot four ass on a pop-up Ferris wheel. Because I could be having the best time. And then all of a sudden, I'm hitting that part where I'm a little too tall for the ride. And then, shink, decapitated at pride. Not like this. That's I'm not doing that. No. I look too good to get decapitated on a Ferris wheel at Pride. So did not go down to the main fairgrounds. However, Sunday was the huge uh, West Hollywood Pride. Woke up early. Uh, right outside my place is where they're like setting up the floats. Now, I broke down some of my favorite moments from the Pride uh, parade. Maybe you saw it on my Instagram stories or whatever. But guess what? It started off with a good old-fashioned protest. 
What were they protesting? I am so glad you asked. There was a big group of about five people. Wow. Mm-hmm. They really showed up. And at the beginning of the parade, they have a the dykes on bikes that that lead the parade, like group of women on bikes. My friend Denise is one of them. Um, so they kick off the the parade. Lots of loud bikes, you know, gets everyone going. I think there might have been a pair of boobs out, you know, just show them if you got them. And then these five people showed up. And they were like blockading the parade with their signs that are saying, no cops at Pride. We don't want cops at Pride. No police. Pride should be police free. And I'm like, "Mm." in lieu of everything that's been going on, you know, for the past two years, West Hollywood, their police department's cool. They showed up at our 50th anniversary just to hang out. They sure did. It was a slow night for them. (laughs) Sure was. And so finally, they just like scooted everybody out. Like I had my phone ready. I have been waiting for a public outburst. Wherever I go, I am stretching. I've been watching Karens on my phone for the past two years. I am like, I'm ready to just like grab like long hair and just be like, no, ma'am. You do not act like that at a Burger King. So they just scooted them out of the way. Did I want a little more violence? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I was waiting for this moment. I was like, I think I I was recording him and I'm like, tase him. Oh God, happy pride. Um, But that was really fun. Just a little controversy at the beginning. And then... um, the temperature said it was 73 degrees. It was not. It was like 85 degrees. People were getting burned. People were like, I'm going to pass out. It's hot. I, I wouldn't be surprised if people passed out. Um, but I had to take a bathroom break. So I go to the bathroom. I come back because I literally was right around the corner from where I live. And I get back and guess what I did? I missed the Grand Marshal. I missed Janelle Monet. And Jan- Janelle Monet had her boobs out and she was singing and they're like, oh, you missed Janelle Monet. And I'm like, of course I did. Of course. And I hate that. I always do that. I always say, I'll be right back. I'm not going to miss anything. And then I show up and I've missed the entire thing. So I was a little bummed about that. But guess who I did catch? Jojo Siwa. Oh, my God. Icon. The one with the, the, one with the ponytail? Legend. Huh? The girl with the ponytail? Oh, no, no, no. Jojo's all grown up, John. Oh, that's right. She didn't get invited to Nickelodeon Awards. She's she's she, still bitter about that. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I hate Nickelodeon so much, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dance about it. Yeah. Um, she's still pissed off that she was not invited to the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. And I saw her in person, and I, um, it was too much. I think at my tender age, I don't think I had my coffee kick in yet. So I was just seeing Jojo Siwa on a float and she was just gacked out of her mind. Like she had just snorted 12 pixie sticks in a row, just like, and I was like, oh my God, there's a flying squirrel frothing at the mouth on this float. 
Oh no, that's Jojo Siwa. It's me, Jojo Siwa. I was like, is that the is that the squirrel from Ice Age? No, that's Jojo Siwa. Um, was not making eye contact. Was just kind of like. I was like, oh God, whatever you guys do, don't hand her a spoon. Um, yeah, she was she was living, she was living her life. But then you guys, all of a sudden there is screaming. And you look over, and I can look down at everybody. I mean, I do that anyways, but I'm tall enough where I can look down at the crowd and I see everyone just huddling and screaming, and they're like, they're 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 rushing to whatever is happening on the ground and I'm like oh god someone passed out or here we go I'm getting trampled at pride tell my mom I love her um it's Cardi B Cardi B is just walking on the street she is covered in security she's wearing a rainbow uh leotard and Cardi has her own um alcoholic whipped cream brand because sure so cardi's literally going around spraying whipped cream in people's mouths same bottle we have just got out of a pandemic and people were more fascinated that cardi b was there and that two Maybe Cardi will shove some whipped cream in my mouth that she just put in 10 strangers' mouths as well. COVID's not a thing. We're good. People were honestly like, if I get COVID from Cardi, it's worth it. Fair. Yeah. COVID from... How did you get COVID? Cardi B, pride. Uh, I mean, humble brag, but yeah, it happened. I mean, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's what I, that's what I was saying about Netflix Fest. I think I got it from Chappelle. You guys got it from poor people. Yeah. I'd rather get, yeah. If I got COVID, I'm like, oh, I tested positive. For what? For a WAP. (laughs) 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 Oh, there's some COVID in this house. There's some COVID in this house. I said certified pre. Okay. Uh, But, um, so yeah, that was kind of crazy. Then Cardi went down to um, Heart Bar and performed and then left. So, yeah, that was kind of amazing. And then, you know, you had your go-go boys and uh, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, people are handing out stickers and people are actually handing out fentanyl testers, which I was like, sure, go for it. 2022, man. I know. That was such a weird thing for me to see. They're like, oh. Thank you so much. I can test my my drugs for fentanyl now. And I'm like, oh, God, maybe don't do it. Um, And then the parade closed out with a trolley from Long Beach Pride, which was a little underwhelming. We were like, oh, that's it. And then everybody went down to the boulevard. At the end of the day, it was fun. I gave it like a good eight out of ten. It was fun. It was a good, good parade. I did try Cardi B's uh, Whippets, <laughs> but they put it in a little cup for me with a tiny spoon because I'm a dainty bitch. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, <laughs> you're not putting that shit in my mouth. They're like, can we put it in a little plastic cup with a tiny spoon? I'm like, you had me a tiny spoon. And Jojo Siwa was like, hey, can I borrow that when you're done with it? I'm like, get out of here, Jojo. Back. 
So overall, good Pride. I hope you guys are having a good Pride season. Um, we're going to continue. I honestly tried to book a guest for this show, and everyone is doing something. I'm going to try and get us a guest next week. He is on tour with uh, Queer as Folk right now. He's busy. Uh, Johnny Sibley. We'll see if we can get him. If not, you're just going to get me or maybe someone else, one of my friends. We'll see. But fingers crossed. But we did mention... Burger King, and uh, this, there's a lot of branding, and I feel like a lot of people have seen it on Instagram, especially for like Pride Month. Everyone comes out with a Pride collection, Target, Skittles, um, Disney. This is actually from the Target collection. This right here, it's a nice little thermos. It's very cute. I took it with me on Juicy Scoop the other week. Says she, her, they, them, he, him, us. Uh huh. I drink from pronoun mugs. I mean, seems like they left a lot of things off. Have you been on a dating app recently? They are out of yeah. control. There's more. Th- it. Did you know? I thought about this the other night. You know Pennywise, right? Yeah. Does Pennywise identify as it? I mean, they they chose that pronoun for it. I know. But what if Pennywise is like, no, I'm just a sewer clown. Well, he's an alien. My name's Madonna. <laughs> oh, oh, God, it's you the whole time. Okay, no. So we'll get into Madonna a little bit later. But Burger King has a Pride Whopper. This is a stretch. First of all, you can't put Pride and Whopper together. I love it. You love it? The Pride Whopper? I Are you a Burger King person? I like their burgers better than McDonald's, but what else is trash? McDonald's has good fries. Their burgers are like second to Burger King. You were Scat Cat and I'm Paula Abdul. Opposites attract. That's like you're like, I like Burger King. And I'm like, oh God, I like to make a sandwich that's healthy. I don't even get the reference. I couldn't even tell you what? Opposites attract Paula Abdul and the and the Scat Cat or whatever? After straight up I stopped. I lost interest. Oh wow. 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 Really? Wow. Yeah. And she is the LA Pride Grand Marshal Icon uh, Icon recipient this weekend, and oh, you tuned out. Oh wow! She, wow, he was here a few weeks. Homophobic, ago. John. He was here a few weeks ago. We had a great conversation. She was just yeah. yeah. Was it she? What is she? Was she drinking with someone? She was hanging out with Guam, and then uh, she and Annie Letterman went, ran up to her, and they hugged and took pictures and videos. And then, oh right. Then Annie goes, "Oh my God, Paula! I read your book when I was a kid." And Paula looks up at her and goes. I didn't write a book. Oh my God. That's why she's getting the Icon Grand Marshal <laughs> Award. Straight up, she told Annie, I didn't write a book. Get away from me. And then tased her. So, Burger King has a new hamburger to celebrate Pride Month, and it's caused quite a stir on social media. The fast food giant's Austrian stores, didn't know they had a Burger King in Austria. We'll be serving a Pride Whopper with, wait for it, two equal buns. Either two top buns or two bottom buns. <laughs> to promote equal love and equal rights. This sounds like bullying to me. <laughs> is- it's just a bad thought. Like, two tops and two bottoms do not go together. That That's the thing. You'd that- be surprised. Okay, fair. <laughs> Oh, John, the stories I had. Sit down, gather round, children. I have a tale to tell of the two tops and two bottoms who were told they will never love. 
but at the end found love in a hopeless place called Mickey's. Burger King said in the past that the new burger's little twist is meant to put a smile on our faces and to remind us to treat each other with respect and peace. Okay. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> you have two top buns and two bottom buns. We're promoting peace. No. <laughs> You're pride and bottom shaming. Pride and bottom, top and bottom shaming. Some users on social media found the new burger funny, new burger funny, while others criticized the company, arguing that the joke was offensive and an example of rainbow washing. Ooh, haven't heard that. I like that rainbow washing. The practice of companies showing surface level support for LGBTQ plus, identifying people without any specific action that could improve their lives. Burger King Austria made a pride burger that's either two tops or two bottoms. What in the straight hell? This guy says a manager at Netflix said. <laughs> Friday tweet. Thanks, manager at Netflix. Um, but some people are seeing the funny side. As a gay person, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen, and I don't think I'll ever stop laughing. This guy said on Monday, he clearly needs to get out more. It's not clear whether Burger King plans to donate any money made from the Pride Whopper to LGBTQ plus organizations or if the company uh, is going to keep it from themselves. They didn't immediately respond but uh, when they were reached for a comment. So... Last year, there was a little shade thrown because Burger King called attention to their rival, Chick-fil-A, who loves gay people. I'm sorry, gay people's money. Gay people, stop eating at Chick-fil-A. What is wrong with you? I have not, I couldn't, I can't even tell you the last time I ate at Chick-fil-A either. Or McDonald's. I don't eat fast food. I gave it up. I mean, everyone's like, why is your hair so luscious and your skin so glowing? Hello? Don't eat food that can sit under your car seat for 10 years and still look the same. <sighs> anyway, so they called out Chick-fil-A. It said it they would donate. Hold on, go back up. It said it would donate 40 cents to the uh, HRC, the United States' largest LGBTQ civil rights organization, organization for every chicken sandwich sold during Pride Month. Okay, but Chick-fil-A chairman and former CEO... Dan Cathy says he does not support gay marriage, but was not anti-gay. Okay, well, when you say you don't support gay marriage, but you're not anti-gay, you're anti-gay. Chick-fil-A, get out of here. I cringe every time. And I, you know what? Chick-fil-A is good. I get it. But as much of a stink as we made during uh, Prop 8 and like... All that money that was being funded and everyone was like, oh, wait, Chick-fil-A is in support of, you know, Prop 8 and, um, you know, banning gay marriage and all this stuff. How many gay people are like, oh, my God, let's go to Chick-fil-A and get some hate tenders. I love me some hate tenders. So anyways, eat whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. All right. So we go from Burger King to Walmart, which I feel like... <laughs> Walmart makes more, like this checks out. This story sounds about right for Walmart. This tracks. Yeah. yeah. Burger King, I'm going to I'm going to give you like I'll give you like a a 6 and a half out of 10 for attempting. And the 6 is for the joke. I like the two top buns, two bottom buns. But over at Walmart, they've kind of taken their merch a little too much. And I and I I saw this. This was a TikToker uh who reviewed Walmart's Pride Month merch. Um 
she went viral this week after roasting Walmart's new hats and slogans and shirts. And some of this shit, you guys, is kind of spectacular. There is a live, love, LGBT, which is just a nod to, like, basic <laughs> live, laugh, love. Um, there was also one, uh, a shirt that said, come out, come out wherever you are. Which is a little terrifying. It's very Nazi. I I was not going to say that. I was going to say it's a little like hunty. Yeah. Like hunting. It's, ve- it's very it's very Anne Frank. I would I would not Come wear that. On. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not an Anne Frank shirt. God. God. Let's see. And um there was one it says, I think it says, like, let's be honest. It's very like, oh, okay, we're just saying lesbo. Cool. Anyways. Um, it's Walmart. They didn't have their Dykes on Bike shirt ready. Well, Walmart, on their website, they promote three products with documented links to LGBTQ plus charities. And those are Skittles, Bubbly Water, and a Pride Month cereal from Kellogg's. Which, if you have not seen this Pride cereal, it's like... It's like, it's like if all the mascots of cereal were in like a bukkake orgy. Delicious. You're getting Snap, Crackle, and Pop. You're going to get Tony the Tiger, who's going to be topping uh, the uh, Golden Crisp Bear, who's going to be giving the, what's that frog? Isn't there a frog? Uh, uh, smacks, honey, smacks, honey, smacks. Yeah, yeah. He's getting a rim job. We got a pirate. We got the Captain Crunch. You're getting Captain Crunch and the and the Tricks Rabbit. Don't even get me started with what they're doing. No one's eyes should see that. And uh, yeah, and they're all just like on the box together, and it's kind of like a like a weird like what's real, what's not anymore. But like that's that they have a pride cereal. Also, this story came out recently that I have to discuss. Texas, get it together. I love you, but come on. I posted this story on Twitter or Instagram, something, and this guy DM'd me and was like, so what, what you're saying is you're embarrassed to be from Texas? I'm like, no, I'm not embarrassed to be from Texas. I'm just saying, Texas, figure it out. This Texas legislator wants to ban minors from drag events because that's where their priorities are. Because you know what's really fucking up kids right now? Drag queens. I mean, it writes itself. If you even know what, like, the horrifying things that have happened in Texas the past couple of weeks, I would not have put drag queens in that bracket. So... Texas Representative Brian Slatton, a Republican, what, from Greenville, has fired the latest volley in the transphobic conservative culture war. Following an all-ages drag event in Dallas over the weekend, he plans to introduce legislation banning minors from attending any drag performance. The events of this past weekend were horrifying and show a disturbing trend in which perverted adults are obsessed with sexualizing young children. 
As a father of two young children, I would never take my children to a drag show, and I know Speaker Dade Phelan and the rest of my Republican colleagues wouldn't either. Protecting our own children isn't enough, and our responsibility as lawmakers extends to the sexualization that is happening across Texas. The event in question happened lunchtime at the Mr. Mr. Bar on Cedar Springs Road. I used to live there. Of course I did. (laughs) One of my favorite bars was there. Uh, The Village Station, which is now S4, and JR's. Shout out Dallas. The organizers intended it as a family-friendly spinoff of their usual drag champagne brunch with modifications to make it all ages. Kids interacted with the dancers and performers, including handing them dollar bills. So this piece of shit, rather than actually protecting children with proper gun legislation, would like to ban children from drag queens. Now, call it what you will, I call myself as a comedian a clown. Drag queens are elevated clowns. If you go to a party, you have this wig and shoes and glitz and glam, you have a costume. And it's up to parents to let their kids see what they want to see. If a parent feels okay with letting their kids see, I get it. I feel like some drag shows are a little risque. They can be, but not really during a brunch. I mean, they can get a little like naughty and wild and, you know, drag brunches are attended mostly by women. So, of course, a Texas senator wants to like strip them of that too, but It's up to the parents to talk to their kids about sexuality and if they have questions, you know, to answer them as a parent should. I think personally, every child should know the awesomeness that is Alyssa Edwards, that is Shangela Laquifa Wadley, who is Laganja Estranja, who is Crystal Summers. Um, I mean, so many of those Dallas drag queens gave me life and taught me who I was as a person. Now I host a podcast in a basement, but kids, (laughs) I think this is, this is so stupid and so at the bottom of the totem pole of real issues that need to be discussed. So this guy clearly went to a drag brunch played a game of what are these feelings and freaked out cut to him at a bathroom stall over at his church, tapping his shoe underneath the stall and getting a blow job from like one of his fellow congressmen. Just saying that's what they do. I'm pretty sure that's spot on. It's so spot on because it happens all, all the, the time. time. Yep. That, and nobody, nobody like wakes up to that. It's all always like, like Lindsey Graham is still oh, getting away with it. For example, good God, how many guys need to come out before somebody says, hey, Lindsay, it's fine. I think we need to get every Republican senator, especially in Texas, just send them a Burger King Whopper with two tops or two bottoms and just be like, we see you, bitch. Have it your way. Yeah, It's like if somebody <laughs> would just say to that, that's what it, if they if they didn't think they'd get kicked out of their own organization, it, it would be like everything is fine. Stop yeah. hurting people. And I'm sorry, when you start coming over into my neighborhood, oh, no, 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 no. You've already told these women that they can't have abortions. You've already told, you know, 
You've already told these parents that we don't give a damn about your slaughtered children, and now we're going to take away drag brunch? No! No! I did not sign up to live in Gilead. No Handmaid's Tale, which is trending on Twitter every fucking day now. I look it up, and it's like, all I see is Elizabeth Moss's scary, just dead eyes. That's, that's my paralysis demon. Elizabeth Moss as Offred staring at me while I'm trying to close my sleep rings. We're getting close, man. God. Okay. Well, that's my, that's my, my soapbox that I'm going to get off of. Thanks, FGS. And we're going to talk about uh, another queen, Queen Elizabeth II. She had her uh, 900th year on the throne. At her uh, Diamond Jubilee, which we didn't know when it was. I thought it was platinum. Yeah, but they had it already, but they couldn't do it because of COVID. Is that what you said? I think the date or whatever was before the event that just happened. Yeah. I think this was just the celebration of it. And it was attended by drag queens. You had Princess Charles. <laughs> you had... Camilla in drag. Didn't and Andrew, no one had a problem. Didn't Andrew get co- uh, get coincidental uh, COVID? Oh, coincidentally COVID. Yes. Yeah. He was actually at Pride, and Cardi B put whippets in his mouth. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So um, everybody was there. Uh, Star studded. Everyone was talking about it. She was moved. Uh, it started all on Friday. This past Friday. Uh, oh, this is how we know how the queen was feeling because there was an actual body language expert. That's a job. And they say that getting a job is hard these days. Be a body language expert. They said that the queen was seconds away from bursting into tears as she waves at her dedicated fans during the celebrations. Thousands traveled to celebrate the Platinum Jubilee in London. Uh, she used all of her power to stop herself from crying. Okay. The 96-year-old monarch was seen dazzling in green as she surrounded herself with close family, including Prince Charles, Camilla Cabello, <laughs> just kidding, Camilla, <laughs> and the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge as she celebrated her 70 years on the throne, which is, this is the first time there's been a 70-year reign. Am I insane that- Yes. The fa- oh, go yeah, on. Yeah. Sorry, let me finish the question. Yeah. Uh, am I insane to think that this whole- queen thing needs to fuck like the, the fact that there's a throne is insane to me oh yeah this is all nonsense you sound like this woman that was on a like it's kind of like the british view yeah and she's kind of like i think she might be in her late 20s early 30s and she's just like this is so stupid to me she's like why are we like she's like who cares it's just these are rich people who have been privileged their whole lives they have lots of money and like the other older ladies were like well, I mean, we've got Kim Kardashian, and it's like, yeah, but don't compare the Queen of England to fucking Kim Kardashian. No. Unless the Queen is wearing skims underneath there. Because, I mean, did you see that rump? She said she had some nice shapewear on underneath those. The Queen? Yeah. She has the body of a corgi. Are you kidding me? Love the Queen. But um, it was interesting because Meghan and Harry showed up, and they got their own procession, which was kind of weird because, you know, they, like, ran to the United States to you know, do an Oprah interview. And then the highlight of the show was you had um, William and Kate's children. So you had George, you had Charlotte, 
and Louie, the youngest one. And Louie was just, he had just binge watched all of Jojo Siwa's YouTube videos. And he was just out making faces and running around. He like put his hand over his mom's mouth. And I was like, oh, hell no. That was my mom? Uh-uh. But she's like, okay, stop it, Louie. So yeah, she even had a hologram. They like took her carriage and they put a Queen Elizabeth hologram in the carriage. So like, I mean, I'm like, did she phone it in? Okay, so it sounds like her last Jubilee. Let's get this over with. I mean, there's not going to be another 70 years Jubilee. But huh. she was feeling a little under the weather and ill. But... The royal celebration to honor the UK's longest serving monarch continued even after she announced she was unable to attend the whole ceremony. So, I mean, she's 96. She's an old lady. However, um, not too old enough to do a keg stand. I will say that. They did pick her up by her feet and she did a uh, royal keg stand. Eight million views on TikTok. Yeah, she was crushing it on TikTok. Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors, and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. You guys, stop using bad soap. You deserve some effing good soap from fuckinggoodsoap.com. Fucking Good Soap was started in 2018 in Portland, Oregon, with one purpose in mind, to create the best bar of soap ever made and give Big Soap the middle finger while doing it. Get out of here, Big Soap. Fucking Good Soap is not just the name of the company, it's a promise. It's handcrafted in a small batch process. Most FG soap bars contain only seven natural organic ingredients and start at just $7 each. Choose from 15 incredible scents, including Fuckboy, you heard me, Midnight Tryst, and the ever-popular Man Bar. Fucking Good Soap is not responsible for any child support payments you may incur after using. Support a small business. Smell fucking good, feel fucking good, and fuck some shit up. Go to fuckinggoodsoap.com and use the promo code JUST for 10% off your entire order. That's fuckinggoodsoap.com, promo code JUST. Keeping up with the theme of jubilees and jubilations... Las Vegas, I know. Say what you will about Las Vegas. I haven't been in a while. I'm not mad at it. But things may be changing in Viva Las Vegas. Oh, Viva Las Vegas. Baz Luhrmann's Elvis is coming out this summer. I'm very excited about it. It's going to be really good. I'm hoping. My God, give it the Moulin Rouge treatment, please. 
Las Vegas chapels of love that use Elvis impersonators, however, could be given the cold shoulder after a huge shakeup from the licensing company that controls the name and image of the king of rock and roll. Ricking in more than $2 million a year, the Sin City wedding business is incredibly lucrative, but it's reportedly being dealt a big blow after Authentic Brands Group sent cease and desist letters last month to the operators of several chapels in the area. The letter says the firm will halt unauthorized use of Presley's name, likeness, voice image, and other elements of Elvis Presley's persona in advertisements, merchandise, and otherwise. Emphasizing that Elvis, Elvis Presley, and the king of rock and roll are all protected trademarks. Why now? This has been this has been going on since like the 70s, right? I think now everybody's just trying to make money however they can. That's what it is. That's what it is. You have nailed it. I blame Priscilla Presley. I said it. Yeah, I mean once once when someone big dies, it, the family tends to take a long time to grieve and then sort out the estate stuff, find an attorney for it. Or somebody approaches them and says, like, we're dealing with that with our, our anniversary box set. They'll just approach the family and say, hey, I can represent you really well and get you the most money for the likeness of your family member. And they're like, sure. And then this guy was like, well, we're shutting it down in Vegas. Yeah, but also, if you're getting married in Vegas and there's an Elvis impersonator, people don't usually remember that. You know what I mean? You're, A, too fucked up to remember that, A, you even got married. And, B, oh, there was an Elvis there? And where does it end? Like, Hollywood Boulevard, Disney's going to come after all the superheroes. There's 10 spider people. Yeah. There's, like, a cat person. There's um, Fondle Me Elmo. Freddy Krueger. Teddy Krueger. Teddy Krueger. There is... uh, Fat Man and Throbbin. Um, there's a lot of just, it's like, when will, when will that end? And no one's like, oh my God, the likeness. Oh no, they took Elvis's likeness. Elvis is everywhere. And the, the, the Vegas theme shows with Elvis in it are still going to be okay. Why? Because you nailed it. Because of money. Cha-ching. That sucks. Anyways, time for a hometown hero moment. I went after Texas earlier, and I'm sorry. Now I love Texas. I still love Texas. It's not that I don't love Texas. But the 2022 Scripps National Spelling Bee was this past weekend. And Harini, I hope I'm saying that right. That's how it's spelled. Harini Logan from San Antonio, Texas, won! Uh, She was declared the winning... Uh, the winner in a historic spell-off after several rounds left two spellers tied. It was her fourth time competing in the spelling bee. This was insane. It was the final round. Uh, final round. Her and this twelve-year-old. Uh, uh, they missed words back to back, and then all of a sudden they sent them into this like name is like spell as many words as you can in this amount of time. And at the end, they were like, "Oh, you spelled uh, fourteen right." And then this girl. Harini ends a spellbinding career as a finalist in her fourth B. She com- she compares her journey to a bowstring with every disappointing finish in her B. The tension got tighter and tighter. She like spelled like 22 or 24 words correctly in like 
the same amount of time as, as this other kid. It was insane to watch. She's just like, blah, 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 blah. So let's see. I want to see if I can find the. Um... Okay, here we go. Uh, she hails from San Antonio. She had to spell Saray correctly, but she was then tripped up by Drimis, meaning the two headed to the next round. Yeah, so they went off. I mean, some of these words. And it made me think about my San Antonio spelling bee because I was in a San Antonio spelling bee. And I lost. And I trained for it. I was ready, and my word was August. I still think about it to this day. August. Your word is August. Got it. Can you use it in a sentence? A-U-G-U-S-T. August. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. And I went, the fuck? T-H-E-F-U-C-K? And they were like, no, it's capital A. Ooh. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> I was so mad. Capital A? Oh, because it's a month? I was livid. I've gotten over it, clearly. But I'm really happy that I feel like this girl has validated San Antonio spellers everywhere. I'm really excited about that. I didn't I know, know. I didn't know that many people in Texas knew how to or enjoyed spelling that much. Well, I mean, she put everyone to shame. Like, I mean, you just watch the video of her going off. Like, it's she's just like, and you're like, okay, okay, okay. Hometown hero to hometown loser. Oh, this woman named Mary Magdalene. Um, no relation, I'm going to assume. Has something to get off her chest. This 25-year-old model was asked to leave her plane to where? Dallas, Texas. God. Due to her 22-pound breasts. <laughs> JetBlue makes you check those. I hate you. 22 pound breasts. The Toronto native donned leggings and a sports bra for her $5,000 Tuesday flight and was able to get through security and board the plane. The cabin crew threw her off the aircraft mid-flight. No, I wish that would have been that would have been amazing. They opened the door and threw her out. She was wearing her headphones and not listening to instructions from the flight attendants. Oh, that's the reason they're saying she got thrown out. However, she believed that her departure had something to do with her appearance. Now wait for it. We're going to show you what this woman looks like. But Mary Magdalene pff, took to social media to express her frustration, noting I was kicked off the flight uh, for how I look. Please stop discrimination. Please. This is disgusting. I feel so embarrassed. Embarrassed. And dehumanized right now. You guys have no idea. So here's her TikTok. They kicked me off the flight. I have never been so dostigmanated. Shanced. This is disgusting. I add And they say, I had my headphones in. Sned. Dunt. Seswar. Het. Thid. Is it all to prejudice? So digsting. OMG. She could have corrected this like if i did that i'd be like oh i clearly messed up discard 
what I just wrote on my post. But no, this is what she wrote and posted. Any word over three letters is incorrect on this. Doesn't she have autocorrect? There's so many questions. So she's saying she got kicked off for what she's wearing. And the reveal. Here she is. I mean, I, ha- I have to imagine there are people that have gotten on the plane that are heavier than she is with their breasts. I'm all about self-expression. Like, it's not like they tried to take off and the plane started bouncing oh, and they were like, oh, if she miss. was like the tail end of the plane, yeah. it's dragon, it's dragon ass. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about like, do whatever you want to your body. She says the discrimination of her enhanced bodies is very common, huge on social media platforms and even real life. I'm not trying to play victim. I'm just sharing the reality of what's going on. She says she was kicked off, no refund, she can't spell, she needs to hit up our friend to learn some words. But yeah, go down, this is what... She looks like the Babadook. Yeah. Who is a gay icon. Is it? Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, the whole time. Because they put, you know why Baba Duke's a gay icon? Because during one Pride, they put the LGBTQ plus section on Netflix and Baba Duke was in it. They accidentally put the Baba Duke in that section. And so that year, Baba Duke became a queer icon. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Look at this woman, though. Let's go back. Good. Like, here's the thing. I'm very blunt and I'm all about self-expression. I also think 22 pound boobs are a little too much. And also, it's fucking scary. Like, if I saw this woman... Plus, are you buying two seats? Because that's a, that's a booty. She's got a booty on her. But I feel like if I got on my airplane, say it was an early morning flight, right? I barely made it to the airport. I just spent $180 on an Uber. Finally checked in. I'm ready to sit down, and I look over. I'm going to say... I'm going to go, goo! Like, that's... I'm going to be vocal. Yeah. Because I don't, I'm not used to seeing a person like this. You're only allowed one personal item. You know what? 22, 22. Wait, 22 pounds. 22 pounds in her tits. How much? Maybe like 25. Maybe, maybe she had to, yeah. Maybe she had to check her bags, if you know what I mean. You got to check those bags, lady. Anyways, I don't think it was discrimination. I think it's honestly like, lady, like. That's You're not, scaring people. In my, in my mind, I don't think that's why she got kicked off, but also at the same time, like that's like the guy who gets tattooed on his face and throat and wants to know why nobody's hiring That's what him. I'm saying. It's like when you like separate your tongue and like tattoo your eyeballs and have like horns under your skin and scales and like your lobes are down to here. I'm sorry, but you look like a demon and that scares me and my child. But it's also like, I don't know what it's discrimination. They're not hiring me. Dude, you work the counter at fucking like an insurance company. We can't have you showing up with horns sticking out from your skin. That's discrimination. But like you look like a lizard person. I'm not buying insurance from that guy. Go get a job selling bottom whoppers at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> 
Got those apple bottom whoppers, tops with the fur. Okay, going from songs. This wrecked me. This made my day. Uh, see, this is why opposites attract. Mariah Carey, don't say your name five times in a mirror, has been sued over all I want for Christmas is you. Now, I know we're just getting into summer, but you know what? That, what's the saying? Christmas in July? And anything that pops up, Mariah Carey, we're here for. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is the undisputed champion when it comes to Christmas songs. We hear it every year. October 31st happens. Halloween, you know? Demons are getting kicked off planes. November 1st comes around, you hear, ah, and you're like, ah, damn it, it's Mariah Carey. And it goes until January. She might be in some legal trouble because a songwriter says that he co-wrote a song with the same title in 1989. And he's accusing her of copyright infringement. Andy Stone filed a complaint in New Orleans federal court against Mariah Carey. Her co-writer, Walter Oh, no. Afanasif and Sony Music Entertainment. Stone is asking for at least $20 million in damages for copyright infringement, misappropriation, and additional claims. Oh, he says that uh, uh, this guy's better known as Vince Vance in the band Vince Vance and the Valiants. Okay, there, that's why that song did not take off. The song he wrote was played extensively in late 1993 and appeared on Billboard charts. He has accused the defendants of illegally exploiting his style and causing confusion with their song. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You has topped the Billboard charts every year since 2019. That's not right. It's charted every year since the song came out. As of 2017, the song had reportedly netted Carey more than $60 million. So who gives a shit? She's like, okay, bye. I'm going to go sit in my bubble bath filled with champagne. Um, the fact that the songs share the same title is the basis for Stone's copyright claim. He says the songs sound alike. Carrie has different lyrics and melodies. Yeah, no shit, Vince Vance and the Valiants. But he says that he has the copyright on any works with the title All I Want for Christmas is You. There are other works bearing the title All I Want for Christmas is You, including multiple TV episodes, an animated film starring Carrie herself. Uh, the United States Copyright Office shows that there are 177 works sharing the same title. Song titles aren't entitled to copyright protection in the United States. Um... Neither Stone's legal team nor the defendants have responded to Next Star's request for comment on the lawsuit. I haven't heard his song, but I already... Can we find it? I uh, we can't play it. Huh? We can't play it. I know, but I just want to like hear it. No, we can't. We're gonna we could do it after the show. We're gonna get sued. Didn't you just read the article? He's on a suing spree. I know. I have to imagine it's better than her version, though. Whatever her, whatever you no, there is no Mariah Carey's. I can't stand it. Is way better. I can't stand it. I, I haven't even I'm, heard his, and I already prefer it. Okay, it, the name of the band is called what? Vince Vance and the Valiants. The fact that you even remembered that is mind blowing. But I because choose. it's alliteration. Vince Vance and the Valiants. I, I'm imagining there's like a like a like a moonshine jug, maybe some crickets in the back, <laughs> like a like a a. a a washboard. They're playing on on, on garbage cans because they don't have. Yeah, I feel like it's like. It. Yeah. Country bear jamboree, like all I want for Christmas is you. Can I sing that? 
I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, she's not going to sue us. Sounds like she's doing okay. <laughs> Mariah Carey, please come on this podcast. Yeah. And just clear the air because we love that song. We love you. And I just, I mean, there's so many people who are like, that's my, there's a guy on TikTok who I got to get his name, but I'm sure you've seen him. He's like this bald, like, he's very attractive. And he will play like the songs that are sampled by artists and stuff. Yeah. It's very interesting. Songs get sampled all the time. But I don't think, I bet if Mariah Carey was asked about this, she would say in straight up Mariah Carey fashion, she'd be like, I don't know him. <laughs> That's exactly it. I think her and, and, and Gwyneth Paltrow have the same brain. They're just complete denial of knowing anything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know them. Yeah, there's a guy's, and also you like made $60 million in like two yeah. years. So yeah. what's 20 million? You're like, okay, bye. Yeah. Get out of here. Just beat deny it. Deny everything. I have no clue. What she, I have no clue who this is. Because you know what she's going to do this year? Make sixty million dollars more. Yeah. Off of that one. Yep. Song. Yep. Starting in. It's starting insane. In, starting in July. God. All right. Well. Going from all I want for Christmas is you, to all I want for Halloween is Sydney Prescott. God damn it. Nev Campbell says she's not returning for Scream Six, and I'm livid. <laughs> I think she'll be back. What? I think she'll be back. This felt like a very uh, PR move where she got the first offer. She wasn't happy. They publicized that she's not happy because she's a woman. Well, and- she's, she says she's not coming back because she did not equate to the value she's brought to the franchise. Yeah. Self-worth. I'm here for it. Yep. And I think they're going to be like, well, we have this script written already and it's based around her character. So we're not going to it's going to cost us more to rewrite this thing. Than to just give her what she wants. I should, I, she'll be back. I'm predicting. The only back. way they can write off Sydney Prescott is they kill her or they jump way into the future and cast like Kyle Richards or something from the Housewives of Beverly Hills. No, they're bringing back uh, Hayden Panettiere. That's so true. I feel like they're good for now. Courtney Cox is going to get whatever she wants. I uh, think Nev is going to turn it around. She'll be back. I think because people are going to be like, no, no. And they're going to be like, ah, shit, Nev went public. That's the whole point. That's exactly what, that was a PR move. Everybody yeah. was freaking out on Twitter. And now Paramount's going to be like, well, we look like assholes and nobody's going to watch our movie now. Yeah, we got to give her what she wants. If like I want, did you see Scream Five? Yeah, but she wasn't in a lot of it, so I'm curious what. But she's when she popped for. up on the screen, everyone was like, "That's exactly what I did." That was that was the the general feeling of of the moment. Noise for noise, that was me in the theater. There was lots of like Pride fans and people were wearing Ghostface. Speaking of Ghostface, Madonna. We talked about this earlier in a past episode. Madonna's biopic. This is breaking news. And I feel like this is like just sayings merge of two people that we followed have now become one. When to become one. Okay. Julia Garner. Also known <laughs> as Anna Delvey. <laughs> Anna Delvey from Inventing Anna. Anna Delvey from Inventing Anna. Her name is Julia Garner the whole time. Julia Garner has been offered 
the Madonna role and the Universal biopic. Oh my God. So she's been offered the role of Madonna in a forthcoming biopic about the pop icon. Uh, sources with the project told Variety today. This just happened. Garner has emerged the favorite from over a dozen candidates, one insider added, and has for months been speculated as a frontrunner for the part. A performance Madonna will shepherd herself as director. Garner's team is considering and expected to accept the offer. Oh, God. It's set up at Universal. It's going to follow the early days of the oft-controversial artist and queen of perpetual reinvention. God, ain't that the truth? Um... So we don't know anybody of the other actors. We have no idea. Uh, uh, Florence Pugh, uh, Alexa Demi, Odessa Young, uh, Bibi Rexa, Sky Ferreira. They've also been rumored. I think Sydney Sweeney even was um, rumored to have been up for it. Uh, upon announcement, Madonna says she hoped to convey the incredible journey that life has taken me on as an artist, a, music a musician, and a dancer, a human being trying to make her way in this world. The focus of this film will always be music. Music has kept me going, and art has kept me alive. Still talking. There are so many untold and inspiring stories, and who better to tell it than me? It's essential to share the roller coaster ride of my life with my voice and vision. And uh, Julia responded with, why are you talking so much? This is my moment. Why are you, like, taking it away from me? I'm the one who auditioned for this. I'm VIP, not you. Move, old lady, with with uh, with uh, uh, what, with a grill in your mouth. Why do you have grill in your mouth? You're 60 years old. How sad. Put your hoo-ha away. You're a grown woman. Anna, so what embarrassing. Do you, what do you think about NFTs, Anna? I don't really know about NFTs. I know about wire transfer, but that's it. Wow, what's a, what, what's an NFT? Madonna's releasing NFTs. I thought you might. Oh have an yes, Madonna's NFT where she has tree come out of her vagina. I don't really like it. I mean, I'm all about reducing and reusing and recycling. But why would you want to recycle that old hag? It's called reinvention, Anna. I don't have time for your big words. Maybe go do a spelling bee in Texas or something. <laughs> I'm here for it. Once I think this is if she confirms it, which I think it's going to be confirmed, I can't wait. It's going to be great. I think it's going to be a really fun movie. A Madonna biopic. I know we've all been talking about it, but here um, at Just Saying, we will end with our little hero award for the week. Lots of women, lots of women this episode, and I'm happy about that. This is why I don't like Burger King because they don't birth heroes. <laughs> You know who does? McDonald's. This girl, I'm sorry, woman, hails from Jalisco, Mexico. She came to the United States at seven years old, spent five years away from her parents, and has worked at McDonald's to support her family. She is now 26 years old, Katia Ecazareta. She will be part of the Blue Origin NS-21 mission and is part of the Citizen Astronaut Program and the first Mexican woman to go to space. She studied electrical engineering at UCLA, got her master's degree in elect uh, electrical and computer engineering at John Hopkins University, 
Katya is also one of the hosts of the shows Netflix IRL and Electric Cat on YouTube, where she conducts scientific validation of what we see on TV series. She has spent four years working at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. She's been involved in five different space missions. And my God, what? That's amazing. 17 years old, she was working at McDonald's. And now this engineer will be the first Mexican to go to space. Love it. In space. So you know what that means? McDonald's employees go places. I'm loving it. I don't, I see what you did there, and I'm proud of you. You're growing. Thank you. (laughs) We shall keep you around for another week. All right, everyone, that concludes today's episode. Make sure to get yourself a bar of FGS soap. Again, use promo code JUST. Uh, for 10% off your order. Um, If you're in Napa, see me on the 17th of June with Heather McDonald. Uh, I'll be posting a link up there. Also, again, thank you for liking and subscribing each week. I see all of the reviews. I see all the comments. They do not go unnoticed. Thank you so much for all the love and the outpour and support. As always, make sure to click that like button and check us out on YouTube. Go to the Comedy Store uh, YouTube page and you can watch all of these videos on their page and make sure to like them and comment as well. So uh, we will see you next time. Again, continue to love one another. Don't be insane and (laughs) just we're going to get through this all together with a little laughter and a little joy. So we'll see you next time on Just Saying. I'm Justin Martindale. Take care of yourself. 